This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Five G is here, but would it surprise you to know that work is already being done on 6G? I had a chance to talk with Qualcomm researcher Ting Fang Ji about what the future of wireless technology will bring. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. So, Ting Fang, you're the senior director of engineering, and you're one of the lead researchers of 5G at Qualcomm. Now, that's an impressive title, but what exactly do you do there? Yeah, at Qualcomm,、um, what we have is a division called the wireless R&D, and、um, here this is a division where we,、uh, you know. Do the research at the forefront of five、um, G technology, six、uh, G, and、um, also Wi Fi. Within this big department, there is a research group, and this research group quite often is before each G even start. We start to brew the、uh, fundamental ideas、um, you know, within this group, and then we prototype it, the whatever idea we have, and bring it to some standardization or organization like three GPP. Is the organization that defined the、uh, LTE, 4G, and、uh, new radio for 5G. So for myself,、um, I started、uh, you know, leading the、uh, 5G research group、um, you know, on system engineering side, and uh, uh, we have multiple projects. And my projects is more focused on the air interface, the protocol design, the coding, the waveform, you know, multiple access, some of these fundamental techniques. And also, we have a big focus on the wide area coverage. So、uh, that means it's you know we're not focused on hotspot, small cell, and some specific techniques, but、uh, the foundational、uh, technologies. Great. So I, I've I've been at Qualcomm's headquarters in San Diego. I've seen that giant wall of patents. So how many of those patents have your name on them? Ah,、uh, I really don't have it on top of my head, but uh, uh, quite, quite a few. Yes, I think、right. Qualcomm has.、Uh, we have.、Um, um, Tons and tons of patents. I think uh, um, even for on five G, we have thousands of uh, uh, patents. And uh, yes, uh, I do have a few of them, quite a few. <laughs> so, and you've been toiling away at building out the the framework, the foundation for five G for years before this stuff, you know, came to market.、Uh, now that five G is deployed, so is your is your job essentially done? You're you're gone. You're taking a you're taking a trip to Cancun. <laughs> yeah, that Cancun trip is still to come.、Uh, you know, the pandemic is over. Yes, yes I'm going to take some trips.、Uh, thank you for reminding me.、Uh, actually, 5G typically,、uh, you know, we are in the middle of 5G from research perspective because、uh, each G takes roughly 10 years、mm-hmm. to、um, uh, to complete. The reason is、um, doesn't matter if it's 3G, 4G, or 5G. For each G, actually, the infrastructure operators they need. Tens of billions of dollars to roll out the infrastructure. So for them to have something that's not backward compatible, a complete new system, right? Each G is a new system.、Uh, it's a new round of investment. To have that type of、uh, investment, it takes roughly ten years to actually to recoup the、uh, the cost. So for five G, we start deploying in 2019. So we would expect you know the next G to roll out. 
around 2030, you know, plus minus a year or two. And um, um, so we're really in the midst of uh, defining something called 5G advance. So the first three releases, each release of, uh, um, you know, of the standard is about a year and a half. We are in the middle of the third release. And the, from the fourth release, we call it 5G advance. Hmm. So actually my team now is really focused on standardizing and uh, you know designing 5G advanced. Of course, at the side, we already started looking at 6G, but right. you know, uh, everyone is looking at it. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about 6G for sure, but you, you bring up 5G advanced, and actually that's not a term that gets used a lot right now. I think most folks are, folks are focused on the 5G that's out there right now. What exactly is 5G advanced and what, what exactly makes it advanced? Is it just purely a speed boost? Is it a boost in latency? What, how is it different than, I guess, plain old 5G? Plain old 5G. <laughs> oh my God. I can't yeah, I know, I know. We talk about we're, 5G. We're, you know, we are like two years into it, so it's pretty much old technology, right? I, I know, I know. So yeah, uh, 5G advanced actually gave us a second chance to take a look at some of the fundamental trade-offs uh, inside 5G. Uh, for example, uh, right now, this week, um, the you know hundreds of people uh, from hundreds of companies, uh, right now we're in a meeting to talk about what's inside 5G advanced. So I cannot tell you what it is yet. <laughs> there are, um, I think, um, um, I think we we counted like at least 50 areas people are looking at, and uh, out of, out of those areas, we are going to narrow down probably to like 20 areas. Uh, we don't know what exactly 5G advance is yet, but a few things that we're introducing, for example, Qualcomm from our side, what we're proposing is this um, you know, machine learning in 5G. Mm. So not only for implementation, but how do you incorporate machine learning um, you know, into their interface, a physical layer. We are proposing full duplex radio. Uh, we're proposing this uh, 5G uh, IoT, and um, uh, quite a few more. Um, so it's a, a very wide area where you could actually make a substantial boost to the technology. So right. um, and, it's still open. And you're referring to the fact that these folks are getting together. Right now, what's going on, I guess, virtually is Mobile World Congress. Yes. Normally, this would be a trade show that's, that's in Barcelona. A lot of folks typically would go there. And I think the, the showrunners expected folks to, to go, but... Obviously, the pandemic still is with us, and most of the folks who are covering it are covering it remotely or attending remotely. Uh, and I'm assuming that's where a lot of these conversations about 5G is. Um, it's actually separate. Um, you're talking about um, MWC. You know, we had uh, so many prototypes and demos. Um, you know, I think uh, from our research side, I think we had at least 20 uh, different mm -hmm. prototypes and demos you know, planned for MWC, but because of the pandemic, um, you know, things are virtual, but, uh, you know, from Qualcomm side, we have tons of uh, exciting, uh, um, you know, like positioning, a lot of uh, really cool demos uh, for MWC. But the discussion of 5G advanced is actually inside 3GPP, the standards oh, organization. Right, right, right. So uh, right now it's something called REM plenary. Uh, it's an organization meeting, uh, that project management meeting for 3GPP that's happening. And um, uh, I think Dr. Wan Shi Chen is actually chairing it. All right. Uh, well, timing-wise, I know you're you're just talking about it now. So when, if you're talking about discussing sort of the what you even want to focus on, like when would consumers actually see something? If you're talking about it now, what is the timeline for when 
that'll actually hit the market that we'll see like 5g a 5g advanced phones or networks deployed right this uh, 5g advanced network is um, expected to be um, deployed in roughly two and a half years i'll say you know two and a half to three years because the standards will start um, early next year and it takes uh, maybe a year and a half close to you know two years to complete and then you know take um, you know six to six months to a year for commercial raw to happen so and these will not only be phones actually there will be a quite a bit of uh, um, new devices like uh, 5G based wearables mm. and a lot of 5G sensors, uh, you know, Internet of Things, IoT, um, those things will actually see a big boost in the 5G advanced era. Got it. Well, I want to switch gears to 6G and, you know, ultimately what, that, what promise that might hold. Because you know, with 4G, we saw a big speed boost. With 5G, it was supposed to connect more devices and yeah, it's faster and it's supposed to be have lower latency down the line. But what ultimately is the big gain or the big big boost or jump when it comes to six G? Six G, as as you you know as you can see, since we're still focusing on five G advanced, six mm-hmm. uh, G is uh, the the picture for six G is still a bit blur, but um, uh, from our perspective, um, in five G mostly what we have been doing is really optimize the connectivity. Doesn't matter if it's connecting human, it's uh, smartphones, or you're connecting um, you know, IoT devices. Um, um, you, know, you expand through all sorts of industry like smart agriculture, healthcare, you know, smart factory. So, so many um, industries will be touched by 5G, you're connecting them, but you're still transmitting bits. You're still a pipe. That's connecting things. In 6G, we think uh, you know the we're not only using the radio for trans transporting information. We're using the radio to also sense the environment. Mm. So, um, give you one example. Actually, in 5G, we're already doing it. Um, it's something called 5G positioning, where you can sense where the radios are. And you can, we have a demo uh, actually from Qualcomm side. We show that when it's line of sight, you know, basically if you see, can see a base station, uh, your accuracy is within roughly a meter, um, mm. you know. And uh, even if it's not line of sight, you're blocked, we can still, depending on the uh, environment, um, you still get into a few meters of accuracy. So that's the positioning of active radios. In 6G, what we could do is providing another type of services. You can use the radio to sense the environment. So not only you see that where the radios are, but you can also sense uh, the you know, environment um, you know, surrounding you or in a, in a cell. So it's much better privacy compared to cameras and those you know, invasive things. Um, uh, so these what enable you is uh, there is a bigger vision behind it. We call it the, um, the physical world, and the digital world. Mm. So you will need something to convert your physical world into through sensing into a digital world and you manipulate information over there and analyze the information and then uh, use 5G or 6G to augment your physical world and uh, control these things. So that's sort of a bigger picture. So is that similar to, I guess, the the concept of beacons and 
you know the the, the tags that that Apple the air tags that Apple uses the idea of using these these sensors to triangulate position or is it even more than just location it's uh, it's it's more than that right so i think the tag is still a positioning uh, yeah. technique right yeah. so um but this one is more about uh, you almost like become radar uh, you know you, you can actually sense the environment right so it's um, uh, it should be much more powerful uh, than positioning technique uh, and as you were saying before, you know these generations usually take a decade. So you're thinking this is 2029, 2030, roughly that we'll actually sort of see the first indications of 6G. That's a commercialization and yeah. the uh, standardization and study of 6G will be a lot earlier. Right. So it took us quite a few years from uh, you know discussing 5G to actually commercializing 5G, even in standards bodies. So uh, you know there will be a few years lead time. Um, you know, before actually 6G gets uh, formally studied. So right now, I think people are doing their homework. Um, you know, all the companies, including Qualcomm, were putting a lot of resources, were investing in 6G research. And uh, um, yeah, so we're looking at, you know, like different spectrum as well. Every G also need different spectrum. You know, terahertz is a buzzword. I, I don't know if you have heard about. It's uh, even above millimeter wave. There is this terahertz. Um, you know, on the order of a few hundreds of uh, gigahertz or terahertz of uh, carrier frequency. Also, we're looking at, uh, you know, spectrum where you can higher frequency, but still wide area coverage. You know, we're looking at some of these very interesting uh, higher frequency bands that's not only used for hotspot, but uh, can we build this uh, um, massive MIMO, next generation massive MIMO array, um, you know, provide wide area coverage on this higher frequency. So spectrum is another aspect that uh, that's going to be a very hot topic in 6G. Right, because I think that's the dilemma right now. We've got a lot of high frequency spectrum, but it's got limited range, or you can have low frequency, which is slower, but it's wider range. That's sort of the dilemma that 5G is facing right now. Interesting exactly. that you guys are seeing to tackle that, uh, that you're looking to tackle that with 6G. Absolutely. So there will be some fundamental technology we want to introduce to overcome that. So uh, this is something that we're working on. That's uh, super exciting. That concludes the first part of our two-part interview. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.